1: We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown
3: on vSEN, the sports betting network.
4: Hour
5: number two, V-CEN's prime primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip. Right here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Ben Wilson in for the vacationing. Kelly Bidlin. There's some debate about whether it's vacation when you go to a wedding, but yeah, that's another
3: story. Yeah, it depends on you know yeah. how how good you are with the friends. How are you good with the environment that's going to be? Some weddings more fun than others, for know? sure. Yeah,
5: for sure. Generally speaking, I think it leans not so fun. Yeah. Well, died. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just
6: leave it. Might be in the minority on that, Gil. You you
5: enjoy going to if you're
6: if you're in your late 20s, it's always I mean fun because it's just a celebration of life, Gil. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) This <laughs> made me feel like a horrible human being. Okay. Wow! It's a, like it's a Veasan producer prerequisite to always be in the wedding crasher camp as opposed to the wedding, you know, attendee camp. That's just that's it's what it is when you get hired here. No, remember
3: Ben still bumbling and tw- and and swiping rights and all the oh, things that's and all the true. Th- you know so Bumbled weddings in. weddings 8. offer in person size yeah right yeah uh, weddings offer in person opportunities. <laughs> that's right. a, that's an in person swiping right
5: you mm. know. Apologize to John Anik for having to live through that.
3: John knows me well enough to know that yeah. I'm going to talk about that. That's fine.
5: Let's talk some UFC 272 with the aforementioned John Anik. John, how you doing, man? Good, to, good to see you.
7: Hi, guys. You guys are giving me a little pep in my step. I'm excited to be in Vegas. I just got here. Sorry about the hotel backdrop, but uh, we're ready to go.
5: Ready to go. Let, let me just before we get into this card here for a second. Do you ever like stop and take inventory on just the the explosion of the sport in general and just reflect at all at how awesome all of this has been and, and your spot in all of it?
7: You know, maybe less so my spot because we're so week to week and I'll have to bury this pay-per-view and start to think about the next show pretty quickly. But today I was reading something about Ronda Rousey and, sort of as a father of two daughters thinking about like where the women's game is right now and how explosive it is and how much interest there is in the women's game. So yes, it's an exciting place to be. And, uh, you know, candidly, when I left ESPN, at least personally in 2011, you know, a lot of people were like, Hey man, you were trying to host sports center. you finally like got in the building. Where are you going? Um, And thankfully I got on the right horse and uh, happy to still be on the ride. You know, it's been incredible. And I will say like, these are the type of fights this weekend. I get anxious packing my suitcase, so I'm excited to have a microphone.
3: Uh, John, let's before we t- get into the betting side of this, um, let's start on the on the prelim card where everybody can watch for free on ESPN. Is there a particular fight, as you've dug into this, that you are really, really amped up
7: about on the prelim card? Well, there's a fight that should be on pay-per-view between two of the top four strawweights in the world. I sound like a women's MMA apologist right <laughs> now. But Jan Shao and Marina Rodriguez – in terms of the stakes, it certainly should be on pay-per-view. You know, Marina Rodriguez has been largely perfect in her MMA career, next to a split decision loss to Carla Esparza, and uh, you know, she's favored to beat Yan Shao Nan, and deservedly so, but Shao Nan was 6-0 in the UFC not all that long ago, so um, I'm excited to see this matchup. You know, this is the deepest women's division, Um, so that's the fight that sort of jumps off the card for me, and uh, you know, you never know how much a fighter can improve and use that developmental time, whether it's three months or six months, so um, you know, I wouldn't sleep on, on Yan Xiao, not necessarily.
5: How, how aware are you of the betting odds on all of these, John?
7: Oh, by the time fight night arrives, you know, I've uh, immersed myself in it pretty good, but um, yeah, I mean, I've been betting on sports essentially daily. Well, you know, I'm I actually took a few days off cause I paid the man like five straight weeks right now. Um, but I've been betting <laughs> on sports myself uh, almost every day since 1996. All so right. uh, so you know. I'm very interested, like when the odds first come out yeah. and fights are announced.
5: We respect yeah, the honest admission as well by the way on the uh, 5 yeah. weeks in a row. Uh let's go to yeah. the let's go to the uh, main card here for a second. Uh Greg Hardy, former Dallas Cowboy Greg Hardy, where do you stand on him plus 175 in his heavyweight bout against Sergei
7: Spivak? Well, I mean, certainly early- Ooh. super dangerous, and there's no denying how special an athlete he is. He is certainly the most accomplished NFL player to ever cross into the UFC. Uh, and candidly, I expected more from him. You know, I hate to paint him with the brush of an underachieving guy, but I didn't expect him to be sort of a 500 fighter in the UFC. He has special power. He has special physical gifts. Um, the work ethic sometimes appears to be there, and then other times you wonder, right? Like he's 291 pounds when he arrives during fight week. I think he could make the weight cut a lot easier on himself you know when he was in the nfl he was never the money guy on the defensive line so they would have him sometimes playing at 265 sometimes playing at 315 pounds um i root for him he deserves to be the underdog here though spivak is a more complete fighter certainly if this fight goes 15 minutes the pendulum swings towards the favorite um but a compelling heavyweight fight and um you know i think you'll see greg hardy be a little bit more patient early on at least that's what he told us
3: we got Kevin Holland and Cowboy Oliveira on the main card as well, John. Both of these guys coming, coming in on a, on a rough patch here. Cowboy Oliveira, obviously, uh, in a, in a pretty, rough, pretty rough stretch. And then you've got a couple of losses and then a no contest for Kevin Holland as well. Uh, Kevin Holland is still a very big favorite in this one, despite entering with those two losses in the no contest. What do you, do you, do you justify minus 335 on Holland?
7: Well, certainly as I'm looking at your board right now, as much as I can say it, I see more value maybe on a guy like Jorge Masvidal in the main event than Alex Oliveira, and they are similarly priced. You know, I think if you look at the rough patch for Kevin Holland, uh, it's a little bit more passable. Certainly it was up a division. You know, this is a guy who fought two five-round main events, 50 minutes of octagon time in a span of. Of three weeks' time, and all indications are that he is lean uh, and ready to make welterweight. You know he's competed and realized success outside the UFC at welterweight, so I don't worry about the scale with Kevin Holland. Um, but as Cowboy Oliveira back up against against the wall, proverbially has been a really tough out. He had a three fight losing streak at one point his UFC career, bounced back with a couple wins, and he's a certifiable wild man. So wouldn't necessarily be rushing to the window um, to bet against either man, but I understand why. The odds makers and presumably the betting public, um, you know, have kept Kevin Holland in that range.
5: Uh, Co-main, Rafael Fiziev tests positive for COVID-19. He's out. And so uh, you have a situation where Rafael Dos Anjos has a a fill-in to fight against Renato Moicano. And obviously Dos Anjos is a favorite, not a huge prohibitive favorite, a pretty, yeah. pretty you know, normal-sized favorite at minus 165. And I'm just curious, in, in your experience, When you do have these sort of late-ish replacements, can you make a sweeping statement if it favors the guy who's already been preparing to fight but is a brand-new opponent, or is it the new guy coming in that sort of has the edge?
7: Well, it's a good question, and you set it up well. And certainly for Moicano coming in, you know, a golden opportunity to beat his countryman, who is the higher-profile guy in this equation. You don't spend weeks perseverating over the guy. Moicano's coming off a big win. His confidence is high. In the next 24 hours, I'll find out exactly what he's doing because I happen to know his jiu-jitsu coach, and maybe that'll give me more of an inkling as to where he is at physically. Uh, But this is a former featherweight, so you don't really worry about the scale. Certainly it's up at 160 pounds. Um, But for Rafael dos Anjos, right, He put in what looks like the training camp of a lifetime, right, to get his body back down. He wasn't going to lose this training camp. So I will admit that I thought it would be closer to minus 200 just given what we've seen from him here during fight week. But, uh, you know, in the next 24 hours, I think we'll learn more. But it's a fascinating fight. And, uh, yeah, I I guess I was surprised to see Dos Anjos as low as 165.
3: To the main event here, John Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal, we look here at uh, Covington about minus 335, Masvidal plus 260, if you were looking at this, wouldn't you assume Masvidal is not winning this thing outside of, of a knockout, right? Where you're getting 4-1 to one if you bet him to win by KO, TKO, something like that. I mean, I think if you're leaning Masvidal's side, don't you go ahead and just take the the 4-1 to one on the KO here? He's probably not winning
7: the decision or, or, or by submission, I wouldn't imagine. I mean, Maddie, I've been hearing it all week, but we are so conditioned to expect the unexpected, you know, the octagon is like the craziest scene ever in professional sports. So for me, it's like, I don't get greedy with these things, right? Like if I see Masvidal as an underrated fighter and an underrated grappler, um, and I like what I'm hearing and seeing from him this week, you know, they're going to be on the scale here in a few hours, you know, I'm not necessarily you know, going to rule out him winning on points because Covington is one of the toughest fighters I've ever seen, you know, and his resolve in the last Usman fight was the stuff of legend. So yeah, I mean, certainly it seems like the, the simplistic for lack of a better word approach to it. But I guess for me, it's like, I wouldn't, Reading, but I think if you like Mosfidal, want to sprinkle a little bit on the knockout, fine, but I think the money line is kind of juicy enough, if I'm being honest.
5: So you're suggesting, Matt, a, a specific bet then here, right?
3: Well, no, I was just, it, it. it's, there's the consensus out there, right? Would be that if this thing were to, right. go, to go the distance, that it would likely favor Covington as opposed to Mosfidal. You can get four to one as opposed to 260 on, on a knockout as opposed to that. But like John said, I mean, listen, there's, there's also the thing where we've seen tons of times, John, where he basically knocks him out, but the fight's not called. Then you get the, you know, you get the rear naked choke real quick, or you get whatever it might be. And so yeah. it's even though it's kind of a knockout, it's not really a knockout. It's in, and so uh yeah, I, I feel you on the on the plus two sixty.
5: John, we only have a minute left. Fight you'd like to see net like the biggest matchup you'd like to see at any weight level, weight class moving forward. What's the one you'd anticipate the most if it got made? Oh.
7: So I start with the heavyweights, John Jones and Francis Ngannou for sure, but because the welterweight division is being showcased this weekend, it looks as though Hamza Chimaev and Gilbert Burns are going to fight, and the winner is going to factor prominently in this equation, Leon Edwards, presumably to fight Kamar Usman, and then whoever wins Saturday night. I'm so intrigued to get some welterweight divisional clarity over the next six or eight months. I know the champ is hurting, but underneath him, we're going to get a lot of clarity. So the heavyweights, let's see John Jones at heavyweight and certainly some clarity at 170 pounds on my wish list for uh for 2022
5: we would love to see that for sure john we appreciate it john underscore anik is where you can follow john on twitter that's a-n-i-k of course and uh we look forward to it ufc 272 enjoy man
7: pleasure guys thanks for having me always
5: a pleasure to have him on uh first time on, on the shores or is it the second yeah, time first time on? i think yeah, yeah first think so. time yeah first uh, time Have him on the network many times uh so we we appreciate that this is a card you will bet into yeah, know you're pretty disciplined on this.
3: Yeah, there, there's a couple of different fights I'm looking at. I'm going to dig in a little, little bit further in the next 24 hours. But um, John wasn't joking, man. Like, I've, I've, I've known John for, you know, about 12, 13 years now. He, he, he's, he knows his betting. Like he's, yeah. He bets. He keeps up with stuff, all that. The UFC very, very – probably the, the first sport that openly took in, yeah. you know, betting odds and things like that and posted them on the screen before fights started and all the things like that. So uh, props to them for that.
5: And really raised its profile to to, to another degree during the pandemic mm-hmm. as well when other sports weren't going. Uh, great having him on the show. We will talk to Tim Murray a little later on college basketball. We'll look at those uh, Western Conference seating props from DraftKings of the NBA. We'll do that next as well. prime time action.
0: old school legends modern power players redemption seekers and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town South Africa for the prize of $300,000 anyone can win relationships matter and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your
4: podcasts from LinkedIn News I'm Jesse Hempel host of the Hello Monday podcast in my 20s You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the Sports
2: Betting Network.
5: Back on v primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip, uh, right here in uh, beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Ice School beers, cold hard cash join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better, 21 and over only. In terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions
3: apply, see DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Hopefully none of you found that prop we talked about a couple of nights ago. Which was that? <sighs> Chris Olave just ran a four two six.
5: Oh, there it goes down. Did he really? Yeah, that was very unexpected. Totally unexpected. But the, we were saying that's the kind of thing. It's like, hey, if you get beat, you just have tip of the cap. Yeah, everyone's like, Chris Olave just ran a four point two six. as if he needed higher draft stock. Yeah, dude, just I ran would four two six. I would draft. The, I even, forget the four two six for a second. Every time he played, I would always be like, you wouldn't draft this dude in the first like high in the first round. He's ridiculous. And now he just popped a four point two six, which it, is quicker, which is faster than Henry Ruggs did last year
3: at the combine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it oh man, he was in the like he was projected in like the the high fourth. I mean, I know this sounds like what are you talking about? That's not that big a difference. It's a big difference. Like it he is. was he was projecting like the high four threes, and it's so a like big for difference. him to get a four two six is just is in in insanity. Does it, this obviously means the Raiders are trading up to draft him, right? Because like, oh, 100%. They, they just draft the fastest guy, hundred percent in the draft every
5: single time, right? And Mark uh, Al Davis from the grave. <laughs> you must, you, you gotta draft him. You gotta draft him. <laughs> they drafted Jacoby Ford, Henry Ruggs. Yeah. Uh, who was the guy from? Uh, was it the kid? Who was the kid from Maryland, the wide receiver who had all the speed, had a hyphen hyphenated last name,
6: Arius Hayward Bay? Thank you. Yeah. Drafted him too. Wyatt Tomcheck downstairs gets great. Thank you, Wyatt one. Tomcheck. Great job, Wyatt. My man.
5: No, it's a, um, Desmond they drafted Ritter all a f- those guys. Yeah. Calvin Muhammad. If you want to go back to the '80s, like I mean, that's, that's their thing.
3: And again, if Jet as the, as the um, Jet as the quarterback position changes, right, and we we see that people are uh, that people are looking for these more athletic quarterbacks. Desmond Ritter just ran a four four nine as well as a quarterback. Oh wow!
5: So that's nice.
3: Yeah. Four two
5: six from Olave. He's not a small guy either. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, by the way, that Penn State Illinois total is now one twenty one and a half. So I'm feeling pretty, pretty good about my one thirty one and a half. Which means, of course, it'll catch
6: overtime and kill me. You're uh you're 124 and a half live right now. So, oh, you're oh, you're ahead of
3: pace. Oh, it just bounced to 124.
6: And so, uh right. Penn State's about to hit a 3, I believe oh, is what that, you're going to see. 39 happens. up with 12.43 to go. <laughs> and it's a we t- call that
3: seeing the future here.
6: <laughs> yeah. On that show, that so is man, yes, yeah.
5: the magic and, screen and as it were. now what I'm worried about again because it is a tie basketball game, so that would kill me at the end. What were you saying? What was the thing you were talking about before? How you got murdered on something the other night?
6: Oh, I had a a, a in game under one sixty Boise State UNLV where I lost by two. It was a twelve point game with a minute left. UNLV was still fouling. <laughs> Then Boise State brought in their scrubs. Oh. They fouled UNLV. I'm, and Boise State missed 13 free throws but got five offensive rebounds on missed free throws, four <laughs> of which were converted into threes. So dumb. And I was just losing my mind on yeah. air. It was uh, so stupid. Like You can't win. You know, you, you're on the wrong side of the variance sometimes, let's, and I was let's, there. Let's clarify, you were on VEASAN while watching that. That not, was on yes, that was not, on Veasan not doing the game.
4: No, to, no, no, yes, no, no. We want no, to no we're that. not allowed to do that That's yet right. in
6: our in play-by-play That's circles. Right. I was on Veasan uh, Bet Center. I'm just trying to that.
5: just trying to save you, Ben, in case somebody misunderstood what you were saying there. Thank you for You're very thank welcome.
3: you for clarifying. I Pickett ran a four six seven. What's that? Pickett ran a four six seven.
5: He ran a four six seven with eight and a half inch
3: hands though. His little tiny hands apparently, but he can run. <laughs> 4 6 seven for him. Uh, Ross Tucker with a pretty funny. He goes, can he, can he pick his hands are way too small for him to play in a cold weather city like Pittsburgh. <laughs>
5: <laughs> That's
3: right. You know?
5: Where, of it's course, too. he played in college. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty awesome senior year last year. He was amazing last year. schmans. Wow, so we got some, got some fast quarterbacks in this draft. I'm still, I am still can't believe a went 4 two, six. Um, let's look at the Western conference seating. Cause we, we saw the Eastern conference and how you could bet those. Just took a glance at them. We'll just take a glance at the Western conference as well. Um, this will be interesting because Phoenix, you would imagine would be set at one and a half. I'm curious where the Warriors will be and what that will be juiced at. These are Western conference NBA numbers. Oh, look, interesting. Phoenix not on the board cause they have such a big lead. So it's not even bettable. So warriors and grizzles both at two and a half. With the Warriors slightly, f- slightly more favored to finish behind the Grizzlies, if you will, in the betting market, Grizzlies more of a coin flip to be the number two seed than the Warriors are, in other words. These are hard to, to uh, talk your way through. Right. Because remember, the over at minus 150 means that the Warriors finishing third or worse is the favorite. Jazz three and a half, them finishing fourth or worse is a big favorite. Nuggets finishing sixth or worst, a big favorite, as they're set at five and a half, whereas the Mavericks are a big favorite to finish better than than, than sixth, basically. And on down the line, then you see the teams. The Lakers are the interesting one, right? So the Lakers are ten and a half. That's the demarcation line for are you in a play-in situation or not. They are still a minus 280 favorite to be in a play-in. The Lakers, with the, heart, with the hardest <laughs> remaining schedule, right, besides the Bucks, but the hardest remaining schedule in the Western Conference, they're still minus 280 to make the play-in game. And right now, if you look at the standings heading into tonight, remember, we're still tracking LeBron to see if he's playing tonight or not because he is questionable against the Clippers. Right now, if you look at the standings, they have a doot do 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 doot What's their lead? 27. They're 27 and 34. The Pelicans are one and a half behind them, and the, and the blazers are two and a half. So they still have a two and a half game cushion, which is why the minus 280 exists. But I don't know. How about that bet? Betting them at two to one to get knocked out of a playing situation? Plus 200. I mean?
3: Zion's foot's feeling better? We learned that last night. Yeah. <laughs> He's not coming back.
5: That is the weirdest thing, man, that we don't get Zion. Just think about Zion two years ago, whatever. I can't remember how many years ago now he came out of Duke. Was that two years ago? I, I can't remember. But whatever it was, like if you transported back there and told, you, told yourself while you're watching Zion just have that amazing game against Carolina in the ACC tournament, you're just like, guess what? Like the first couple years of his NBA career are just going to be the biggest bust ever. And he's just
3: going to be in no man's land doing Mountain Dew commercials on a couch. I can tell you this. If he doesn't get it together next year, we're going to be talking about the 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 gigantic misdraft of the Pelicans to go Zion and not Ja. And not Ja. And and, and by the way, Zion
5: could still have a spectacular NBA career. When he
3: has played, he's been awesome. Yes. like yeah. He
5: could still have a spectacular NBA career. But like... He must hate being in New Orleans. There must be an element of that happening. He I, you would ass- otherwise it just cuz if you put that if you put him on that roster, all of a sudden they're like a pretty credible basketball team. But I don't know. And meanwhile, Ja is an MVP candidate. But no one on earth would have drafted Well, I don't want to say no one on earth cuz Ja was great at Murray State too. But honestly, would anybody have drafted Ja over Zion at that time? No. 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 Nobody would have. They were they were the consensus one two at that point. So I don't know. Is there anything bettable there? I'm not real sure. I don't.
3: I like those Eastern Conference ones. Better. I did like that Eastern Conference one yeah. for sure. This one is just because again we're like yeah. we're speculating on the Nuggets. We're speculating on some of these other you know we're speculating on the Warriors getting or not getting back a you know if Draymond you, for how long yeah, and if whatever.
5: You, if you knew Draymond Green was coming back within, I don't know, let's say a week. Would you play the Warriors under at 150? I think that would be a good bet.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Do you think generally it's just from you look at the play in tournament as a whole, LeBron has trashed the whole idea of it for two straight years. And now he is potentially being afforded a lifeline to get in that way. Like that, that is going to be the, the most hilarious subplot of, of that tournament. Once we get there, because as we saw with the numbers, like Lakers, it's very, very high probability. They will be, The nine seed as of of now.
5: I asked Nick Whalen before about if the Nets play the Sixers. And by the way, forgive me, I can't remember who on Twitter just said this right now, but he's right about at the end of the regular season, the Sixers and the Heat, I don't know. Like, I guess you can't really because you don't know if they're going to end up seven or eight. But uh, there could be some jockeying for position, I guess. But, sorry, what would you uh, – so I asked about what the line, the hypothetical line would be, Nets versus Heat or, or, excuse me, Nets versus Sixers. What would the Lakers versus the Suns or Lakers versus the Warriors be? I mean, that would be interesting. Yeah. I mean – Because the Lakers would be huge dogs against the Suns, but probably not that big of a dog against the Warriors.
3: I would guess not. And then, plus, we always see just an artificial shade towards the Lakers anyway. Right, because the people say, oh, it's LeBron, they, okay, you can win it. There are two uh, tip-offs coming uh, right now, 8:30 Eastern for both of these. Warriors, Mavericks, Mavericks are point and a half favorites, 220 and a half the total. And then we got the Kings and the Spurs. Spurs are six, six and a half point home favorites in that one, 244. Your total, nice, nice, 244.
5: Keep not scoring, Illinois and Penn State. I appreciate <laughs> it. Don't tie at the end of this. Forty-two thirty-nine the line. Uh, just over 10 minutes left. We'll come back. We'll look at some bubble team odds. Yes or no to make the NCAA tournament. And then Tim Murray will join us. Talk some college hoops on his way to do the nightcap tonight. It's v Primetime Action.
2: You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
5: Back on Primetime Action, don't forget, betting splits. The latest betting splits on every game available at VEASAN.com. Before you make your next college basketball bet, be sure to check them out. It's a new feature that gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. It's available for money line, Over, Under, it Against the Spread Bets. Betting splits, yet another way that Visa is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits. Splitting bets! For every game at VEASAN.com.
3: I mean, we're just... Guys, we we have been we're just jaws dropping. If you're
5: here. if you're gonna lose a bet, yes. lose it dramatically
3: with the fastest time in combine history. A wide receiver from Baylor, which I know you guys were all were all scouting. Oh hard. sure, Tyquan Thornton four two one. It's the all
5: time record. Yes. at the combine, John Ross's four two two goes down.
3: Golly, I mean. Here's Pickens running a 4-4. He's huge. Olave runs a 4-2-6. Tyquan
5: Thornton runs a 4-2-1. The greatest of all time at the combine. Wow. Well, maybe the Raiders have just switched their draft pick. I know. Yep, yep. It's, it's coming <laughs> in.
3: we got to trade up for we this gotta,
5: Tyquan tra- Thornton. we got to trade everything for Tyquan Thornton. Both. Just, just, draft, just draft both them of them.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Draft them both would be the most raiders thing to do ever. Wow. I mean this is just, I mean yeah, that's that's insanity. So we'll see if it holds. Let's
5: get a score update. We have not updated the scores. A lot of, a lot going on in college hoops.
3: We shall. Yes,
6: college hoops, NBA, NHL. We'll start college. Uh Gill, you are on pace right now. Ahead of pace. Ahead of pace. Illinois yeah. and Penn State. This uh, this has gone back and forth. Illinois I mean big favorite in this game, but only up 46-45 right now. 8 13 to go. Illinois laying four and a half live and one twenty and a half uh, is your live number. They went off a twelve and a half point favorite. Uh, I've seen as high as six to one money line here for Penn State. So if you if you were brave enough to take the Nittany Lions, they're live there. And uh, 121 and a half now is your live total. Overtime so looming. So <laughs> looming. Uh Mississippi State backers from last night will be uh yeah, they will they they certainly know what you're talking about there, Gil. Michigan State, Ohio State, one of the, the other top twenty-five matchups here. Ohio State to twenty-third in the country. This was a very popular. Popular dog play tonight from plus six down to plus five. But Ohio State has been the right side. They're up 13-64-51 is that five-point home favorite. Eight minutes to go, Lang 13-and-a-half live. 143-and-a-half is your total. Uh, Houston was up 15-nothing on Temple as a 17-point favorite. And they're still up 15. It's 53-36, nine minutes left there. Now 19-and-a-half-point live favorites, 123 and a half your total sticking on the hardwood with the nba bulls and hawks in action hawks were a short home favorite in this one they are up 85 76 right now late third quarter about four minutes to go hawks minus six and a half live 241 and a half is your total celtics and grizzlies showcase game on tnt right now celtics had a big line move in their favor even though jalen brown out tonight but they closed laying three at home they're up 41 34 Four minutes to go in the first half on Memphis. Celtics laying five and a half live, 209 and a half the total. Nets all over the Heat, 57 43. Huge line move there with the Heat holding out Jimmy Butler, PJ Tucker tonight, and no Kyle Lowry. So it's all Brooklyn in Kevin Durant's return to action. Four minutes to go in the first half. Nets 57, Heat 43. Brooklyn laying 10.5 live, 231.5 to total. KD, Pistons, KD has nine. In nine the points. Game. Nine, Patty Mills leading the Nets with 14. Patty Mills with 14. Uh, Pistons 47, Raptors 45. 3.16 to go second quarter. Raptors still an in game favorite. Minus five and a half live, 216.5 uh, is your total. And then four games on the ice, all capitals, three nothing over the, hur- how did, the, how does Annie McNeil say it? Hurricanes? Hurricanes. 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 Three, yeah. three nil, late second period, uh, caps minus 8,000. <laughs> Live eleven to one on the Canes five is your total Panthers one Senators nothing mid second period Panthers minus seven fifty Senators plus four twenty five a four and a half total we have a nine in game total in Minnesota Philadelphia three 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 minutes to go second period wild minus 195 live flyers plus 145 and our last two penguins up two one they were a plus 170 dog now minus 160 live at tampa bay six is your total five to go in the second period and canucks and islanders no score early second period islanders minus 125 live canucks minus 105 and we're down to three and a half for a live total
5: so how many of the ones that were like th- almost four dollar favorites are-, are playing right now just the one
6: just Yes, just the one. That was and the Florida Panthers. Uh, yeah, yeah, Panthers, Senators, Panthers are the one nothing uh, leaders. So Rest for say, later.
5: Yeah, so, by the way, Vegas Golden Knights playing the Bruins tonight. We're just seeing Jack Eichel uh, lacing up the skates here on the screen. The, uh, the, the problem with those NHL ones that we're so tempted to play, sight unseen for the big dogs, is that those bad teams just don't score. Yeah. And I'm told that if you do not put the puck in the back of the net. Hard to win. Hard to win.
3: Maybe we start betting puck lines and hope they only lose one to nothing.
5: Well, that's what, who did, who did uh, Andy have last night? Was it the Lightning that he had, last, or was it two nights ago where they were down two to nothing? It was like
3: five two, still came back. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Also, just uh, I don't know if Ben knows it. Ben's probably too young to know this, or whatever. But the um, he says the Hurricanes. There actually is a product called the Hurricane, a cane. That it worries? is an actual cane, and it's branded the Hurricane. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh. and so. Hmm. It's apparently like a better, I never heard of this. it's a better cane, like just like a, and you can it, like, because it hurries you. Yeah, and you can like hurry with the cane. And so there actually mm. is a is product. It? So he's kind of infringing every single time he, mm. he says that.
6: Isn't the point of a cane though? Because you need the stability and you're right. inherently going slower. That's so exactly wouldn't right. the hurricane topple you over yeah, my, by nature?
5: My mom has a cane. I wouldn't want her hurrying with the cane. It's exactly right, Ben. It's exactly right. I'll tell you why it's better.
3: So this is thing. Oh, oh, it's got a no free, cheating mat, freestanding design, so it just stands up on its own. The cane does. Awesome. Yeah. As in opposed case to you got to like, it somewhere. In case you got to like leave it somewhere. More of a tripod. Um, it's got an antimicrobial agent like built into the handle. It's a pivoting base for better stability. Wow. Comfort fit handle. Well, you know, I didn't think we were going to break down a cane tonight, but here we are. But I mean, I'm just saying, he is.
5: Oh, it's a very handsome cane. He's gotta get the See, little yeah,
3: I'm little, little highly cane. skeptical. It's a good looking cane.
5: <laughs> highly skeptical. If I ever have to use a cane, I will get the hurricane. Ben, how much how much college basketball are you betting these days? A lot?
6: I'm not betting a ton. I, I am very particular and I I try not to go too crazy, especially right now, because we're in that, that very weird end of regular season time leading into the conference tournament time. So I'm more in just evaluation mode. Like I'll pick a game or two each night. So like I have one play later tonight, but that's it. I, I, I'm want? not going crazy.
5: What do you want tonight?
6: I am going. I have a first half bet tonight, uh, which starts in about uh, 20 minutes. So it'll be a nice uh, sweat for the show here. I am going Utah Valley, and if either of you can name who their head coach is, former oh. Los Angeles Laker, I'll be very impressed. You, you just t- you take take your time. Yeah. Utah Valley plus three and a half in the first half on the road at Grand Canyon tonight. In the, in the whack. Uh, Utah Valley has one of the best rebounders in the country who will be a European uh, draft prospect in Fardaw's IMAC, who is averaging like 14 rebounds a game. So, top two rebounding teams in the country. Grand Canyon won by 10 in the first meeting at Utah Valley. Uh, Wolverines of Utah Valley playing much better as of late. They've won four or five, and I like the matchup for them, keeping it close tonight. So,
5: Christian Watson ran a 4 2 8. Yes,
6: and his, his followed first it up try? with a 4 3 1. Oh, my goodness.
5: Someone check the clock at this combine. Yeah, I, mean,
3: I don't know. Everyone's about, just. Everyone's and strong. this guy ran a four three nine.
5: Well, that's more normal, though. But the, the fact that you have three people who, who beat a 4 at this point. Ben, let me ask you a question. So you do a lot of play-by-play. Ben Wilson is in for Kelly Bidley today. Just again, establishing that Ben does not bet on the games; he's actually calling. Let's make that. Let's make that. Or clear. we're not allowed to do that. No, I'll do that. I,
6: yes, but, on air for Veasan, but, we are allowed to. But do you <laughs> feel
5: like you're doing play-by-play on all kinds of different college basketball games gives you an edge on college basketball betting, or are you so no. locked into the job that it has nothing to do with anything?
6: I uh, Al Al Michaels wrote in his book that he published a few years ago that that uh, if if he was to bet you know based on all the inside info and Intel he would get, he would have gone broke murdered thirty years ago because uh, none, of it's,
5: none of it none of it pans out as it doesn't it's not that the, the inside information is wrong, it just doesn't pan out.
6: Yeah, well here's the thing, like you go to right. shoot around, you get to know the players, the coaches, and it is so hard when you you start beginning to have those personal relationships with the teams and players Oh, it I is, see. It is, even with the data you know, I'm a, you know very much a data-driven guy, it can be very hard to separate and you also you know from what the teams feed you, a lot of those narratives that are kind of BS can sometimes get into your head a little bit. Because, like, all, of, you know, people will ask me all the time, all right, what do you think? You're doing this game. And I'll be, well, if it was me, I'd play this. And then, the, you know, the side I give out, they lose by 30. So <laughs> that happens so many. Like, and that's the beauty of it, though. Like, what we love calling games, because you, you know, you think there's a way the game might go, and then it goes the totally different way. So, I to would, answer your question, no. Yeah, I would have expected that answer.
5: I, I, because I, I, I think that's probably very true. Whereas the casual person might think, oh, he must know everything about everything. It almost
3: pollutes the whole thing. Mark Madsen. Bingo. I looked it up, and also, oh, come and on, and also, he's more of a Minnesota Timberwolf than he is a Los Angeles.
6: But I mean, everybody sliger. remembers him for from one dance, distinct from dance. dance. from the dance. He <laughs> played. Yeah.
3: He played three more years with the Timberwolves than he did with the Lakers. Yeah, but he won a championship and he did the dance
6: at the. <laughs> all anybody remembers. That's all anybody remembers.
5: Tim Murray's walking in the studio. That means we're talking college basketball. We'll do the uh, bubble props with him. Who can make the tournament? Who might not? The yes nos on that. And uh, Penn State, and Illinois. Please stop. Uh, flirting See how big with the his tie. hand is, too. Yeah, oh yeah we got to do that. We've got to measure his hand. That's the uh, prerequisite here. VEASAN's Primetime Action from the South Point coming
0: back.
4: You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander
2: and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
5: The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. Look at that. That's why it's finger-licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. No no URL. Just go to the app, KFC app. Look at that thing. You into the chicken sandwiches, man? You like them? Really?
3: I do a lot of fried food. Oh, that's true. (laughs) But I would. And it would be from KFC. <laughs>
5: yes, it would be. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Gil Nailed Alec- it. Gil Alexander, <laughs> Matt Brown, Ben Wilson in for Kelly Bidlin tonight. And uh, in studio on his way to the nightcap over at Circa, because I think it's like on his way from where he lives. Because uh we don't want to inconvenience him or anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tim Murray. How you doing, man?
2: I yeah, I came in the complete opposite direction. Just for mm. you guys. If if it were anyone else, <laughs> Right. except you know, when when Matt and Wes were doing it, I did it then right. too. No, but understand. no, it's uh it's on the way and uh happy to do it. it happy to do it. Hand
5: hand size, you measured it yeah,
2: on the way? I, I am stunned. Uh I I am I'm a like a freakazoid in the height department, You're but like six foot six inches tall. But the other uh, my feet are 13s. It's not that big, right? I am a 13. Yeah, normal way. And, then, yeah. and my hands are the same size as yours, Gil. Yeah, so well. it's, I mean, actually, I think you actually had a little slight advantage on me. But you're draftable. Not, nine it's okay. and a
3: quarter. But you're draftable. Take that, Kenny Pickett. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. You're draftable, though.
2: Sign, sign <laughs> me up, Washington Commanders, who are calling uh, every team in the league there, Gil. You
5: could listen. Okay, so Tim, Did and, and, you I are, that, Tim and, and I see are that see that story. From DC. What's the story?
2: Oh, that they called yeah. every single team. Yes, for a quarterback. Yeah, and then my friend Bob <laughs> Fesco in Kansas City said, yeah, that never happened. They didn't call Kansas, they didn't call City. Kansas City. They didn't, no. And I'm like, it. so how did they call in Pittsburgh go? Hey, how's your quarterback situation? <laughs> uh, we might be starting Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> oh. Is he available? Can we have him back? Can we have him back? Minnesota, can we have Kirk back?
5: Uh, are you going to refer to them by the commanders? Or are you going to still call them the Washington football team? They're going to be a football team. I think so for me, too. I'm cool with I it. can't deal with it. I, would, I was actually
2: I, – I I mean, we don't have a ton of time, but I I think nicknames in sports are pretty dumb. <laughs> I too. Just basically. You know, I don't dumb. cheer for the Washington Nationals. They didn't come to town, Matt, and I was like – I wasn't going to cheer for them but man that yeah. Nationals name yeah. that got yeah. me. Yeah. And I'm like no they're they're from my hometown. So uh no I I I don't I'll be honest. I'm pretty transparent here. I don't really I didn't cheer for them when they were the Redskins. I don't really cheer for much anymore. I have lost yeah. all hope. They you're, beat it out of us. You're, you're, you're they I mean, beat you it at out least us. enjoyed and remembered the Super Bowls. Oh yes, I don't. You don't. Like I am, I'm 34 years old, youngin. so it is, youngin. Youngin. So, yeah, I'm the youngin. So all
5: right, I'm going to the uh, going to the West Coast Conference tournament tonight. We'll go to the Orleans. I'm rooting on Pepperdine. So there we go, and, the Waves. Sh- you and Sean are doing your show. I'll be the one screaming loudest. Nice. Can't wait. I
2: hope we. Uh, I, I hope you know. Sometimes how Van Pelt and Bad Beats will like target out a guy in the crowd yes. who's like no. <laughs> oh, or cheering, yeah. like, I want that That's to be. <laughs> it's gonna be, to me be me tonight.
5: Uh, you have some plays tonight. What are uh, you to drinking? I, uh,
2: I, I have a little bit on Oregon closing out a money line parlay. So I had, by the way, condolences to anyone who laid three and a half with Louisiana Lafayette earlier this morning. That was brutal, absolutely brutal. They were on the right side. They were covering for 36 minutes and 51 seconds. And they did not get the end game cover against UT Arlington, but I had them in a money line parlay. I've got them with Kansas. Uh, I don't know what that score is right now. Hopefully, Kansas is up uh, off to, to a good start. Thirty-three,
6: thirty-two. Tim,
2: not good Tight start. Game not, a, really. not, a, not a great <laughs> a start. I was, I was thinking Kansas would come back and and, and smoke them. them. Uh, so Thank I laid it can... with Kansas, but I also threw Kansas in a, in this same money line parlay with Oregon. So uh, Oregon, uh, they they need to figure things out to to kind of get back into the swing of things. I felt like in uh, mid-January mid when they went, they did an L.A. trip. They swept US- USC and UCLA. I felt like, okay, here they come, and, and they've kind of stumbled here. So curious to see how they play tonight. I like them. Not crazy about laying five, so I'll, uh, I'll just roll with the money line here to, to close
3: out. The it's, other game I heard a lot of people paying attention to today was the Iowa-Michigan game. Yeah. Michigan about a 2-2.5 two, two point favorite there. What were your thoughts?
2: I kind of like Iowa a little bit. They have been hot as a pistol when it comes offensive. I mean, they always are. They can't defend worth a lick, and that's why the total is, you know, 154 and a half. Uh, but I do like Iowa a little bit. I feel like Michigan State, fresh off of that thumping of Ohio State, uh, oh, excuse me, Michigan State, that they're, you know, kind of going to be the the chic pick here. So uh, I would I would lean a little bit towards Iowa, but uh, I think I'm just going to stay off because, I mean, look at that. that. That total, that high, and that low of a spread, it is a complete mm-hmm. coin flip in this spot. I mean, Martelli, I didn't think there would be a big drop off from Juwan Howard to Phil Martelli. Martelli's done it before. I mean, he's led some big-time teams at St. Joe's back in the day. So it wasn't like they have a nobody coaching them. But uh, I do think Iowa, I, I, if, I, if you made me pick it, I would probably roll with the Hawkeyes. In this
5: you spot. see that tweet from Dickinson the other night, uh, January, February, Martelli. Martelli, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> he's been playing. I mean, uh, Hunter Dickinson representing the DMV. DeMatha. Uh, yeah. he is, uh, he's been playing incredibly well.
5: Uh, I have under one thirty one and a half in this Penn State Illinois game, and it is just flirting with overtime the entire time.
2: Well, I had uh, last night. I had Rutgers in Indiana under that was one thirty two. I think close one thirty one. They had a flagrant foul late that led to free throws. College basketball. And if Ron Harper Junior. didn't hit a three pointer, yeah. we were de- We were going to overtime. So uh, yeah, we were fortunate to uh, to get out of that one.
5: We're curious about your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is sort of a bubble prop. Okay. Uh, Odds to make the NCAA tournament. So these are all teams teetering on the edge. In some cases, some are big favorites. Uh, Michigan, a big favorite, obviously, to still make the tournament, despite uh, Juwan Howard's shenanigans. Minus 750 to the yes. Uh, Creighton, still a big favorite. But then everybody else here... Uh, it gets a little dicey. And I'm curious if you like a bet on this board anywhere.
2: I like uh, I like VCU on the yes. I, I think VCU, I, first off, I think they can win the A-10 tournament. So obviously that would be an auto bid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you could get, I, I would imagine once we get the A-10 bracket, you're going to get a little bit more value there. But I think if VCU, the way that they're playing now, um, I, I think if they make it to the A-10 Championship game, then they're in. That then they're in. So I actually like that at plus two forty. Um, SMU's got some serious work to do, and I think they're man. If you, I think they're losing right now to Cincinnati. So obviously that'll be off the board, and that'll be readjusted tomorrow. I'm by four right Uh Yeah. So that's. I mean, for this sake, uh, I think SMU. I'll say this, guys. Looking at SMU and Memphis, uh, there's a two-way market in the futures over at Circa, and I love it because this is a play that I talked about last night. Houston's the best team in the AAC. Mm -hmm. However, they don't really need to win the AAC championship, and they have lost two guards already this year, and I don't know if there's going to be that, you know, that – Desperation to win this conference tournament. If they end up, in all likelihood, playing Memphis or SMU in the championship game, either one of those teams is desperate because they don't know if they're going to get in or not. So I think the no, which is like plus 125, is actually a look for Houston uh, in the AAC not to win the conference championship. Do you buy
5: them as a title contender beyond that? No, I do not. You do
2: not. I do not because their depth is so limited. Great defensive team, incredibly well coached. But I just I look at that stretch that they had about a week or so ago. They they lose to SMU. Great game on the road. They look. They responded and smoked SMU the other day. Uh, But I I don't buy Houston as a as a legitimate uh, title contender. The net loves them. But guys, you know what's crazy? They have zero quad one wins. Yes. Zero. It's insane. I mean, it's not their fault, No, it's not. Uh, but when they were full strength, they lost to Wisconsin. That's actually a really good win for Wisconsin. And Wisconsin has got a sneaky, phenomenal resume. Now, they're incredibly lucky, right? 14-1 right. and and games decided by six or less points. Probably a fade in the NCAA tournament, but I think they have a legit shot uh, potentially
3: uh, of getting a one seed. Anybody betting that Lakers Clippers game tonight? LeBron is going to start for the Lakers. Yeah, um, Tim, you kind of alluded to it a little bit there, but I, it led me to another question for you. Is there any team that you've kind of identified where the, this tournament, like you might could just see them kind of mail it in, like because they Conference can't tournament. really, yeah, because they can't really increase like too much or fall too far? Yeah. Is there anybody you're looking at that, that maybe is like, eh, they're not gonna. They're not going to really roll it as, as hard as they can.
2: Um, that's a great question. I, I think the Big East. I think I think you're going to get everything you got from mm-hmm. Villanova and Providence. I think both those. I think there's a lot of pride in that. What I'll say is, and I'm going to spin your question because mm-hmm. that's what we do uh, <laughs> when we like when we want to answer differently. I, I don't. I, honestly, guys, and I, I talked about this last last night on the show. Who's beating Duke in Brooklyn? Tell me, who's beating them? Look, I, I don't like laying chalk. None of us really like yeah. laying chalk, right? But the chalk isn't that expensive. Like, look around, right? Uh, North Dakota State, best team in uh, South Dakota State. Excuse me, in the Summit League, they're like minus two dollars. Colgate minus two dollars to win the Patriot League. Gonzaga minus like four fifty. Four fifty, yeah. Duke is minus one twenty-five. Right, and and in I'm looking in a crappy ACC. A cra- I mean, it is yeah. crap, guys. Yeah. I mean, there is no other ranked teams. Uh, the highest ranked Ken Palm team is Virginia Tech. They're like twenty-eight. So you know, you look at it, and I know the the, the money line parlay police was out in full force. Like, well, why don't you just roll it over? I'm like, well, do the math. It drives us. Do crazy. the I like mean, do the math for me, and right. we because we, like. If in theory it worked out perfectly where they played like Miami or sorry, like Wake Forest and then Virginia Tech, okay, it would probably be like minus 110. But I don't know, guys, who beats them. Uh, Notre Dame just lost to Florida State. UNC's got one quad one win. It's a good call. So I think you lay the chalk with Duke. Coach K's last year. It's it's in Brooklyn. It's not like I think there will be plenty of Duke fans there. So I know we don't like laying chalk, but I think you you can lay it with Duke.
5: Great time of year, man. It's the best. It really is. Appreciate you coming by. All right. Drive safely. Enjoy the Orleans. Thank you. I will. <laughs> Tim Murray, everybody, coming back on v Prime Primetime Action.
0: MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level.